Cost of living crisis cloud. On the cost of living and the rise in inflation. Inflation, cost of living crisis, all of that. Hello everyone and welcome to episode two of our cost of living podcast series. I'm your host Daryl from the communications team. In episode two of the series, we'll be taking a closer look at sustainability. Joining me on the show are our experts on the topic here at Southern Housing, Cara Thames-Meek, Harry Selly and Jess Kopok. They'll be taking us through what sustainability is, the rise in energy costs and what that means for our residents, as well as what help is available to those struggling with their bills. Hello Cara, hello Jess and hello Harry, welcome to the show. Hello. Can you guys just let me and everybody listening know who you are? Um, what you do, and in the simplest terms, what sustainability is. Hello, I am Cara, and I'm the Head of Sustainability here at Southern Housing. Um, my role includes looking after our sustainability strategy and targets and outcomes, and also our dedicated sustainability team who specialise in several areas, including affordable warmth, carbon reduction, biodiversity, water and waste, clean air and lots more and I'll talk a little bit more about some of these projects later. Hi I'm Jess I'm the Heat Network Billing and Metering Officer for Southern Housing. I mostly oversee the day-to-day management of the metering and billing contracts and our commercial utilities uh, which work across 30,000 homes approximately. Um, I'm Harry I'm the Energy Monitoring and Targeting Officer. Um, I manage the energy portfolio as a whole and the procurement of the energy contracts and then energy saving projects around the portfolio to try and reduce our energy footprint. So sustainability means different things to different people and organisations and it's such a wide reaching subject but um, I guess in its most general sense it's the ability to live within the means of what the earth can provide Um, and without getting too technical since the 1880s the earth has warmed by nearly 1.3 degrees celsius mainly as a result of human activity, and it does continue to warm. And I know this doesn't sound like a lot, but if it was to reach 1.5 degrees, scientists predict that we'd be facing things like droughts, megastorms, um, extinctions through animals and plants, poorer air quality, and more extreme cold and heat spells. And I know this sounds all very doom and gloom, but it's important for people to understand that position and how we all play a part in this. And how does sustainability come about in our everyday lives? So that was the environmental explanation, but what does sustainability mean for us as individuals? Safety is one of our most basic needs, and with that comes the security of income and a safe, secure and warm home. We're all experiencing the cost of living and energy crisis right now, and it's threatening our need for safety. This is an indication that we're not currently able to live sustainably in our current climate, and we hope to be able to offer some support through this podcast today. So everywhere we look, we see stories and headlines on rising energy costs. What impact has that had on our residents? The impact is just it increases their cost of living, which obviously is a huge crisis at the moment. Um, Energy is, roughly speaking, the the second biggest driver of inflation for most people after food and essentials. So it's having a huge impact on on the affordability of living. At At its worst, it's pushing some people to choose between heating or eating. You know, the, the energy crisis the last two years is in some ways like an invisible crisis in the sense that, you know, in the 1970s, we famously had blackouts and, you know, the lights weren't on and it was kind of a very visible sign of an energy crisis. Whereas now the lights aren't going off, but a lot of people are just choosing to disconnect themselves because they can't afford it. So this is a crisis that's driven by high prices instead of a lack of supply. So in that sense, it's always kind of an invisible energy crisis. A lot of people don't realize how much it's affecting some people. Um, and 
a lot of figures suggest that actually this crisis is affecting many more people than the energy crisis in the 1970s. So it's really serious. What help is there for those struggling with their bills? There's a lot of help out there. And there's been a lot of support put in place by the government to kind of soften the edge of the energy crisis. And actually, if the, if the existing support measures hadn't been put in place, it would have been a lot worse this winter. Um, sort of hard to imagine how bad it could have been, actually. The main piece of support is the energy price guarantee. So that is essentially like a price cap of sorts. It limits the average household's bills to £2,500 a year. And you can spend more than that if you use more than the average household. But for the average household, that would be your, your yearly costs. And that's been in place over the winter. And it's actually been extended recently. It's now going to run until July. So after July, that cap will raise. And we don't know what comes next after that. But at the same time, it will be summer. Energy costs, energy usage will be lower anyway. And it's likely that energy prices will start to come down over the long run. But they're going to stay high for a year or two. So this price cap will probably come back in some form next year. Um, but at the moment, that's been the main thing that's been reducing people's costs. And it's been an automatic kind of cap for all people. But there's various other individual um, measures that Jessica mentioned. Yeah, so once once the cap's sorted, if, if people are still struggling to afford their energy costs from that point onwards, we'd next suggest them contacting their energy suppliers. Um, so companies are now very aware of the current situation people are facing. It's very tough times for all um, in social housing and, and day to day. Um, so contacting your energy supplier would be the best port of call. Um, they'll be able to review your payments. And if you're falling behind, they'll be able to set up any debt repayment um, options with you. They'll be able to offer stuff like payment breaks or reductions, uh, give you a bit more time to try and figure out how you're going to pay those monthly bills and possibly um, access any hardship funds that they might have available. Another option, if you need some further support after speaking to your energy suppliers, to possibly seek out some help from the British Energy Trust. Um, they'll consider applications from anyone, regardless of who your energy supplier is. So once you've spoken to your energy advisor, um, if you need some further assistance, there is actually the British Gas Energy Trust. Um, they will consider applications for grants from anyone, regardless of who your supplier is. So they'll be worth checking out if you need some extra funds. Alternatively, alternatively, we've got the Priority Service Register. Uh, they're a free service provided by all utility companies. If you're signed up, you'll be eligible for anything from bills to Braille um, to advance notice of power, planned power cuts. And if you're dependent or vulnerable, um, restricted mobility, your utility company will call you in emergency to explain what's happened and check to see if you need any further assistance. Um, in addition to the utility companies, we've also got uh, some other places for you to seek advice. We have got uh, Offgem, uh, brilliant at offering advice to all. We've got Citizens Advice Bureau, the Money Saving Expert online. They're amazing for offering all sorts of energy advice or just day-to-day -day money advice. And then also we've got Winter Fuel Payments. Um, they're available to anyone who was born on or before the 25th of September 1956. So for colleagues listening, what can what can we do to help? Um, there's lots of different things we can do to help um, providing advice um, and in some cases financial support. Um, and the place to go to that is the financial inclusion team. So their, their web pages and there's lots of information on there about things you can do, different support you can get, but also you can speak to them directly and they can work out your situation and see what sort of things would be best for you. 
Um, one of the things they might be able to offer if you do speak to them is an energy advice visit. Um, so that's an independent service that we've got contracted at Southern and they will be able to do like an energy assessment of your, your home and this will be a lifestyle and see if there's any things that can be changed or any, anything be implemented to help reduce energy. Um, so yeah, go to the financial inclusion page and there's a lot of stuff there to, to look at and a great team you can sort of speak to at any time that will, will hear you out and see what's best for you. How are we supporting residents in the long term with retrofit projects and what benefits are there for residents through this work? So we have, um, we've got a rolling retrofit programme um, and we have set up our contracts with our retrofit installers over the last year as well. Um, and that's installing fabric first measures. And that means uh, fully insulating people's homes and also adding in um, extra ventilation as well. So we don't end up in any situations where damp and mould can start growing. Um, we, we were successful in... Um, applying for a government grant. So we, we've got just over 10 million pounds um, of grant funding through the government and that's to carry out retrofits to homes over the next two years. Um, we've got just under 1500 homes identified for works under that grant. And obviously work will continue going on after those two years as well. And we'll always look for external funding so that we can, we can up, upgrade and improve people's homes as, as much as possible. Other, other parts of our sustainability strategy um, I'd really like to highlight um, is our biodiversity action plan. Biodiversity essentially refers to every living thing on earth and we've seen a decline of plants and wildlife within the last 100 years by 50% in the UK and we want to do our part to help bring back native plants and wildlife. Um, we co-created our sustainability strategy with our residents and biodiversity was one of the most important areas of focus. Um, we want to leave a legacy for our residents, their communities and for the planet as well. Uh, so we have um, partnered up with a consultant who will be working on a biodiversity action plan um, throughout this year. And we will be co-creating that with residents as well. So we'll be holding workshops internally with staff members and also workshops with residents as well. And it will be very bespoke to the regions across our portfolio. And Cara, is there anything else you'd like to highlight that's important to residents? Uh, the team are also using the opportunity of Earth Month this April to promote tips and tricks that we can all adopt to prevent further damage to our planet and to enhance our lives and well-being. And everyone can find content across our social media platforms and also on our website, um, which is www.southernhousing.org.uk forward slash foot size. And we'd love to hear from everyone about your tips and initiatives too, and we'll also share those. Well, guys, thank you very much for joining us on the show today. Your expert insight has been truly useful. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be Thanks again to Jess, Harry and Cara for joining me on the show this week. To find out more about what Southern Housing is doing in terms of sustainability, please check our campaign on the website by searching southernhousing.org.uk forward slash foot size, which is all about reducing your carbon footprint and in turn keeping the bills down. I'll be back soon with episode three in the series.